I'm not gonna lie. I feel a little bit left out because I'm not wearing red. <laughs> so you didn't get the memo. Yeah, no one told me. I put on well, lipstick for the first time in like. I was just going to say how much I love your lipstick. It looks amazing. I'm pretty sure it's expired. I haven't bought lipstick in so long. Does lipstick expire? But I think. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Main Dish Podcast. We are your co-hosts, I'm Miley. Hey friends, I'm Mandy. And we are, <laughs> we are grateful that you're with us this week. I call everyone friends, friends is my thing. I'm no, not- I know, I know, it's just you earlier this week had noticed that Ashley had <laughs> taken that from you or back. copied you I just, yeah. and it just made me laugh. <laughs> I'm taking it back. Take it back, girl. Take it back. It was never not mine. (laughs) Uh, Mandy, what is uh, new and good in your world this week? I'm not going to lie. I have no idea. Um, You know, I know. You know. What did we do on Tuesday night? Oh, yeah. I went out for drinks this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you say like that? How come you don't sound excited as I sound? You don't go out for drinks very often. It was it was probably more notable for you than me excuse you i would have thought that you hanging out with your girls would be exciting it was fun i did i posted Mm -hmm. some of it on our instagram too i posted the welcome mat oh yeah i saw that that was really cute i didn't even notice (laughs) i know none of you even noticed i was snapping pictures i mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) i was all about the ambiance the drinks the food i know Milo was like pour the alcohol directly into my mouth (laughs) i need all of the alcohols exactly today this week Mm-hmm. Oh, I almost need it every night. And I was just looking around like, this place is so damn cute. We it is. We went to a cocktail yeah. bar, downtown mm-hmm. Phoenix. You and I and former guest Katie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun. Had a few cocktails. Had a lot of good laughs. Uh, had an Irish bartender server. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really funny when he was like, are you all from Arizona? And uh, that was a terrible impersonation. Actually, I, it did sound Irish. I had a tint yeah. in there but uh i need to like listen to it and then i can do it better but anyways he asked if we were from arizona and miley just was like yep we're all from arizona and i was like oh whatever we'll just go with it. And, <laughs> and then he has an obviously thick irish accent like it was i mean it wasn't quite like the movie snatch but it was heavy and i, I actually thought it was like almost scottish for whatever reason, when he was talking and you were like, yeah, we're all from here. What about you? Are you from here, too? And I was like, what? Just- hey, I don't make assumptions. I just <laughs> I don't make assumptions. That's why I ask questions for them to answer and I allow them to answer the question for themselves. I was die. I thought it was the funniest damn thing ever. <laughs> I mean. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to insert a clip of like Brad Pitt saying something from the movie Snatch here. OK, and pretend that was our bartender. Sounds great. And then Miley be like, are you from here? Too? Oh, wait, that's my job. I yeah. just realized that yeah, I'm giving you things. Got you. Right OK, Have fun mentally editing. noted. <laughs> Anything else new and good in your in your life, in your uh, world? No, I don't know. I I feel very slackery on the good and new. I'm reading a new book. OK. I'm reading a book called Taking Sexy Back. It's, uh... I've heard of it. Have you? Oh, my. Why? Where where did I hear about um, that book? You probably heard about it from potentially Mark Grove's podcast. Maybe. 
Um, it's called Taking Sexy Back. It is by uh, Dr. Alexandra Solomon. We both follow her. Oh, I, I do follow her. That's why I know because I follow her and she mentioned it a couple times on her yeah. posts. So it's probably a few times. Actually. Owning your sexuality and creating the relationship you want. Mm-hmm. So it has to do about like our sexual histories and so society and imprinting and what we grew up learning and how to like kind of take it back, make it you, make it yours, be more authentic to you versus mm-hmm. like performative, which I think, you know, girls get sexualized at a very young age and um, it's a lot of sexuality can be performative based on what you think men want and what society tells you men want and what movies and porn and other girls who are also imprinted by all the same stupid things. So anyways, it's that I am not that far into the book because as previously mentioned, I am not great at um, nonfiction. I am 7% into the book. Hey, that's seven more percent than I am. I know. So I'm just not to the part where it's like telling me what to do yet. It's a lot of history. It's setting the stage so that you know the why behind the tips and tricks and uh, advice that she'll end up giving you. So this is the part I need to power through Mm -hmm. and get her done and like get into the creating protein and tofu part. Yes. Get into the transformation mm-hmm. end of things, which is like, I don't know, the exciting part. I was yeah. I almost started reading reading the fifth Bridgerton book. <laughs> I was, I but was, then you stopped yourself. I know. Well, I didn't stop me. I was texting somebody and they stopped me. Oh. So that's fine. Well, that's good. Sometimes we need a little help from our friends. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also did something new this week. Oh. I went with one of our past guests. And a good friend of mine, Demi Bang, and we went to uh, sip coffee and brew oh. or beer, sip coffee and beer, and um, there was open mic night, cool. and so we just hung out. In Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. And we went uh, for open mic night, and at the very end, uh, Demi signed me up, and I sang a Disney song, <laughs> oh, at the very acapella. End. So like you just show up, and it's like karaoke. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And people well, put their people, names most on a people, list. most people just, uh, just played their instruments there wasn't a karaoke or anything so no, I mean, people like, brought in their guitars so and they you know would sing karaoke works at bars like yeah. you put your name in yeah 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 and yeah they mm-hmm. then they call you up so it's kind of like that like just like just that that's the same setup okay. except it's open mic night so you can do whatever you want most people bring their guitars and are performing and uh poetry uh no oh. last week i heard there was poetry but this week poetry. there was no poetry and then you know this week there was an acapella disney singer at the very end of the night you. What, did yeah. you, what did you sing i sang uh, a whole new world from aladdin And then, you know, the host was, he had his guitar, so he started to kind of play along, and it kind of sounded okay, you know, and uh, I was just, I just kept singing. No, I was like, keep playing. I have no idea what you're playing, but maybe what my singing is, well, you know, maybe my singing is matching up with what you're playing. You're shaking your head no. No, I just, I couldn't hear. I have a beat problem. So I was like, I'm usually ahead of the beat or behind the beat, never on beat. Mm. Story of my life, which (laughs) is okay, cool. I like it too. Like, I like... I like my drum beat. The beat of your own yes. drum. Whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but yeah, he was playing along and I thought that was really cool. And I was like, yeah, keep playing. I have, I have no idea how to sing along with you, but you know, did what you am I read the lyrics or do you just know this song? Oh, I know the song. Okay. Cause I know. I'm just asking cause that, that particular cartoon is 30 ish years old. Uh-huh. And I mean, I haven't seen it in approximately 
30-ish years. So I would just be like, I mean, oh, I, could be I sing like Disney two. songs all the time and I sing it to our patients. But it was That's also, fair. yeah. And I mean, there's like 30 years of new Disney movies since then. So in my yeah. brain, I'm like, that's a, that's reaching that's back a classic song, though. Cinderella. I know Cinderella's song. Cinderella I know the Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. A dream is a wish your heart made. I'm not gonna lie. I've never heard this. When it, it is like the official Disney song. Like whenever you watch a Disney movie and the Disney castle comes up and then there's a star that comes across the screen behind the castle. Mm -hmm. That's Cinderella Castle. That's the Cinderella Castle. And so they'll play like a dream. I'm pretty sure I've seen Cinderella. Your heart makes. Okay, that kind of sounds familiar. But I never would have known it was a Cinderella movie or song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I Cinderella think I've song. seen Cinderella once. Maybe. And then a little mermaid song. Under the sea? Mm, part of your world. Okay. Yep. That one's more familiar. Yeah. Uh, how why. about how about Colors of the Wind? Pocahontas. Ugh. We're not allowed to talk about Pocahontas because oh. it makes me very mad and it does not okay. portray Native Americans in a good light nor anywhere near the facts None of, of the that Disney story. movies portray anything in a good light. For the record, you are correct. But that one is like named yes. after an actual person. Uh, I know that is true. And it is so far from real events and how they colonized and murdered Pocahontas. I'm over it. She died of the flu. Have you ever seen? I did a whole, I did like intense book reports on that story wow. in school. That's awesome. Part of me taking my Native American exactly. history back. Right on. Yeah. My name is Mandy and I'm Native American. American Indian. I don't care. Whichever one you want to call me, I'm not offended by either one. <laughs> and uh, that's about it. For my new and good. No, no. You're leaving out a part at the end of the night. At the open mic night. You told me. You told <laughs> oh, me I forgot you, about this. Told me there was I forgot part. about this. So at the end of the night, this one guy comes up to me and he's like, hey, you crushed it with that Disney song. And I was like, <laughs> who says Thanks. crushed I know. it with a Disney song? I have no idea. I was just like, dude, it was Aladdin. Okay, but thanks. And uh, I was like, thanks. And he goes, no, seriously, you totally crushed it. And, you know, for you, because I was wearing my scrubs because I went straight there from work. And he goes, you're out there saving lives and you come here and you sing and you crush a Disney song. And I was like, okay, yeah, awesome. And then I'm like, I, I don't necessarily save lives i save teeth but yeah let's say so. <laughs> cool beans you're like open yeah. heart surgery and then you're like oh, i should have done that actually next time somebody says like you're say out there saving lives I'm like yeah i'm out there saving brains <laughs> but like in the back of an ambulance and yeah. like open my and then, night hey, just roll and, over after i'm done with my shift yeah. here at scottsdale osborne exactly and then uh, and then he goes hey we're heading over to another open mic night you should come oh. wait what um, did he do did he perform no he didn't he was there with a bunch of other friends that also performed but oh. he was just sitting there sipping something out of i he don't was know just like beer uh, or something section? Mm -hmm. okay and then uh and then he's like, yeah, can I have your number so that, um, you know, I can give you the details about the open mic night. I didn't say anything when he said the whole open mic night. I w he just said, like, hey, we're heading over to an open mic night. And I was just like, OK, didn't even I didn't even say, OK, I looked at Demi and I was like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> what is why is he? Why does he keep talking to us? Demi he doesn't understand how she he doesn't even understand the rules of the game. Like I, She does not recognize just, that she's being hit. At. No, I was, I was just like, Demi, what? Why is he talking oh to my us? God. 
Anyway, so then I'm like, okay. So I gave him my Google number. And like five minutes after we left the coffee shop. Wait, so did you all leave at the same time kind of thing? Me and Demi. Like, We're going here. And no, me like, and Demi. I was like, okay, Demi, we got to go now. <laughs> 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 well, the coffee shop was closed and, yeah, yeah, you know, everyone. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then like five minutes later, after we leave the coffee shop, I get a text message. And he's like, you totally crushed it tonight. That Disney song was awesome. And then in my head, I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot your name. I can't even say thanks, <laughs> like, Fred. Uh, or, you know, and then I was like, should I text him back and ask him what his name is? Did then I didn't even. No, but I'm pretty sure he's a college kid. He was he, he looked a little young. He had Ooh. a baby face. Yeah. If you don't know his name, you probably didn't catch his age. Um, the rules of the game, dude. Uh, wait, what is it called? Oh, missed connection. This is like a missed connection moment right <laughs> really? now. Really? <laughs> was it really a missed connection? I didn't miss anything. No, but I'm going to make it one. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, random guy, if you hear this podcast totally randomly with the girl who's saying uh, a whole new world at Sip Coffee and beer. and beer in Scottsdale recently, sometime in the last couple of weeks. Um, she doesn't know your name. First of all, the rule of the game is to put your name in a text message. When a girl gives you a number and you text her, yeah. you're like, hey, this is so-and-so. Also, did he get your name? Yeah. He, oh, okay, okay. I gave him my number and I put my name in there. I was, oh. dude, you should know my name if you're going to take my number. Yeah. And then he didn't give you his but name. But he didn't even say, hey, Miley, you crushed it. I was like, you know, a person's name is like the sweetest sound to their ears. So fucking oh, use my name, dude. Use my name. Word. Let me know you're talking to me. Yeah. But I wasn't into him anyway, so I didn't really care. I'm not really into anybody right now, so I don't really care. I like the way you say, say my name. Say my name, say my name. <laughs> when no one is around you, say baby. <laughs> it reminds me that I want to do a sex episode. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Do you I'm guys want us to do, 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 do our listeners want us to do a, a sex episode? Let us know in the tweets. I mean, I am reading. She missed it. Sexy. <laughs> she missed it. She, she totally missed my encouraging our listeners to get more engaged on Twitter. Yes. Uh, well, if we tell people to tweet at us, we'll never get any. Okay. Then Instagram us and tweet us so that we can yeah. make Mandy happier in, on the tweets. Here's the thing. Make a tweet, screenshot it, and then send it to me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just send it to me on Instagram um, and tell me if you want us to do a. I'm calling sex, it a sex sexisode. Episode. Uh, uh, mm, yeah, you're you're much better at that than sexisode. I am. Sexisode. Like sex, sexisode. Mm -hmm. yeah, sexisode. Sexisode. I'm reading "Taking Sexy Back" mm -hmm. as we just mentioned, and I'm not getting any. So I just feel like we should talk about it. You're not getting any unless you're hiding it from me. I'm not getting any. Oh, good. I, I mean, did get a condom the other night you did. with my porn star drink. I put a picture of it, I think. On but condoms internet. is a trigger for me, so. <laughs> <laughs> you got to let that fucking go. I know. I need to let it go. You, you're going to pregnant and Fuck condoms. No. What? <laughs> no, dummy. No. <laughs> I know. I mean, you can fuck with condoms. Yeah, I know. You can fuck condoms. I'm going to talk to my therapist about this whole condom situation. Oh, all right, we are. We're gonna have a sex episode, people. Okay, we'll do that. It's a good thing you're anti. Not getting any because you're anti condom right now. I'm not anti condom. It's just whatever. I don't want to talk about it. I'm gonna talk about it with my therapist. <laughs> Anyways, Hi. I'm Miley. Hi, Mandy. <laughs> we uh, we uh, we. You know, That's we're the angriest you'll ever hear Miley say her name. I'm Miley. 
<laughs> today we have an awesome episode for you today with uh, Jessica Greenberg from Sustainable Rainbow. One of my favorite local vegan and sustainable thrift shopper, mm-hmm. um, social justice warrior personalities. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of great tips on uh, how to be a little bit more sustainable, even if it's just one decision a day or one decision your whole life. So enjoy the episode. Yes, enjoy, friends. All right. Hello, Jessica. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. How Hi, are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Big oh, fan of the podcast. Oh, thank you. We're so excited to have you as well. Uh, first off, I heard you got a recent haircut. I did. It looks beautiful. It is my first haircut in a year and a half. Yeah. And my very first curly haircut. I have always gone to like a salon where they cut it and then they just like blow dry it straight. And then I have no idea what it looks like until I wash my hair like a week later. Oh. I was wondering what you meant by a curly haircut. Yeah, they're specific. Yeah, and they cut it specifically like they they cut it when it's dry, like before they style it so that they know what it's going to look like. And I've somehow gone my whole life without ever experiencing this. And I found someone that was recommended and... I feel like a new person. Yes. <laughs> I love that because I didn't, I mean, I don't, I have wavy hair, but not curly hair. Like yours is like real curly hair and mine's <laughs> more like, what's happening? Is it wavy? Is it, <laughs> did you, did you, yeah. What, what happened? happened exactly? <laughs> like if I let my hair air dry, I have just the most insane hair. It's like, um, not to make light of mental illness, but my hair has like a bipolar thing. It's like parts of it are very straight, <laughs> parts of it are very wavy. Some will lay flat, some will stand up. Like it just, it has it's no a- direction on its own. So it has to be blow dried. But like in pandemic, I was letting it air dry and I was playing with it and trying mm-hmm. to get it to be curlier. And I did a yeah. little bit here and there, but um, I just don't have the patience to let it go so often but I have friends who have really curly hair and they told me years ago about their first trips to curly like getting an actual true curly cut and I was Mm -hmm. fascinated I think it's so interesting like I just I love that it's all about working with what you got and embracing your natural hair 100% and you look great so happy for you I love that Miley's on the opposite end of the spectrum with like the straight straight hair straight, I pin straight smooth mm-hmm. like the good Asian hair all it is is, is just straight I, I roll out of bed and that's all I that's that's it I don't get I don't have any character to my 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 hair she sleeps on it wet and it still looks normal <laughs> I, I guess I should be lucky hair that was like straight or wavy I like never wanted the hair that I had but then I realized that nobody wants really the hair that they have it's funny yeah i i growing up always wanted curly hair so i would wake up an hour early every morning to curl my hair because i always wanted curly hair and then everybody always wants my straight hair you 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 want what you don't have i when i was a kid i had miley hair thin and like much not thin but like straight just like straight straight Mm -hmm. and my mom would fight all day to try to get my hair to hold curl (laughs) the older i got it's like wavier and it's like uh, you want waves we get you waves i don't know what happened I I hear people's hair changes after cancer, too. That's totally Mm -hmm. random side note. Well, chemicals in your body because of cancer treatment. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Anyways, we're not here to talk about hair today. (laughs) Um, For anyone listening, thank you for joining us. We're here with Jessica Greenberg on Instagram, Sustainable Rainbow. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know you, I think 
I mean, I became aware of you in the vegan community in Phoenix yeah. a few years back. I really don't remember how. We must have found each other on Instagram. Isn't that the way everybody meets yeah, each other? I'm tr I was trying to think back too. I'm sure I tasted your cupcake somewhere and then I was like. Hey, That's not a, a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that though. Um, yeah, like you must have just found my baked goods somehow and then we mm -hmm. connected and I just became a fan of the, I think you, I can't remember if you were pregnant or you just had Ren. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, we've been seeing the baby grow up for the last couple yeah. of years and your Instagram mm -hmm. account is so colorful and so fun. And Hence the rainbow, right? Yes. The sustainable rainbow. <laughs> um, well, and that's probably also a nod to, I mean, I imagine it's also a nod to your social, uh, I don't know, what's the phrase for this? Like a social opinions or just, um, Kind Beliefs and values. Equality, I guess, would mm -hmm. be the word I'm looking for. Social justice. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yes. can you tell us more about Thank it? You. So you have a blog and you blog about ethical and sustainable and colorful fashion. But if you can tell us a little bit about the the the, the story behind Sustainable Rainbow and the name of it. Maybe we'll start there. Since yes. Sure. Um, so I spent a while trying to come up with a name when I once I decided that I wanted to have a blog and I'm obsessed with all things colorful and I knew I wanted to educate and like to share about sustainability and how it can be really accessible and easy and um, it doesn't have to be like an all or nothing thing and what I was finding when I would look up like sustainable fashion was everything was like super neutral and like black or white or beige and I don't wear any of those colors really. <laughs> um, I wear the same black leggings like every single day, but I try to wear colorful shirts or accessories. And so um, when I was like looking for colorful, sustainable fashion, I found like none of it. Um, I, I would found, I found like no people talking about it, but I did find a few brands that were posting about that. And so, and offering those fashions. And so I would like, I gathered them all and like put them in a blog on my website and sort of went from there. When you said uh, ethical or sustainable fashion, I immediately pictured a burlap sack. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then you said the word beige. I was like, that's exactly what was in my head. <laughs> it was just something yeah. like made of hemp and not colorful at all. So it can, it can apply to like the fabrics. Like the shirt I'm wearing right now is linen. Um, mm -hmm. It's by a brand called Eileen Fisher, which is like a really like brand that's been around for a while, pretty popular brand. Um, I used to think that it was just for old ladies which was wrong. <laughs> um, I like started paying more attention to what fabrics brands were using. So it can be like natural fabrics, like linen or tinsel, but it's also about like the supply chain for me and how people, how brands treat their workers and um, really from like how they source the materials that they use to how they treat the people that are making the products to how they um, like how often they're putting out products like websites mm -hmm. and brands that put out new items like every week or two yeah. are not sustainable. Like they're destroying the planet. Mm -hmm. So we know that you are a licensed social worker and therapist, but, um, and that's a story for another time that we'll definitely invite you back for an episode on that. But yeah. can you yeah. kind of uh, share the origin of your interest in this area? Like um, I'm pretty sure it was probably there before you even 
created the blog or even had the idea of having a blog, there must have been some interest or something. So maybe you can go back and kind of start yeah. at how the, the your interest in this area yeah, was originated. Like an event, a yeah. catalyst for you to You know, I, I was also trying to think about this and I don't know if there was like necessarily like a specific light bulb moment, but um, I was always, always like really into like thrifted fashions and like um, secondhand clothes. And it was mostly just because it was cheaper. I never really thought about it like from like the environmental impact perspective. Um, and I started, I discovered the app called Poshmark in like 2012, 2013, right when it came out. And I started like selling my clothes on there and buying clothes on there. And um, I was making a pretty good second income for a while actually selling clothes and buying, and then I would spend all my money buying more clothes. <laughs> <laughs> You're but reinvesting into the business. Say, that's better than it's, it's, spending <laughs> money buying clothes and not selling anything. Right. I tried to have like a one in, one out policy. And if you could see my closet now, it's... <laughs> anyway, um, but I, I do remember when I saw the um, documentary, The True Cost, it's mm. about um, like the true cost of fast fashion, like what garment workers are experiencing in their like day-to-day -day life working for... Um, like fast fashion companies. Mm -hmm. What um, were some of the takeaways from that? So there was, so actually we just passed um, fashion revolution week. Um, it was last week, but okay. it's the anniversary. It centers around the anniversary of the Rana Plaza collapse. It was a garment factory and they, there were the factory collapsed cause it wasn't um, like built soundly and they're okay so the physical structure the structure itself not the business collapsed building. okay yeah. gotcha. and, um like over a thousand people died and oh they like people couldn't get out like the exits were like blocked um stuff like this happens a lot like the the um working conditions are not safe for a lot of the people that work in garment factories mm -hmm. and um it's it's really scary. And the, I mean, like they work for like pennies every day, pretty much. Um, Till their fingers bleed and in dark rooms and yeah. their like eyesight. Sweatshops. And, like when you yeah. think of sweatshops, yeah, it's like sweatshops. Yeah. Like, so like, you know, here, here in, in the United States, we have like OSHA standards Minimal that wage. require, you know, that require that employees get a certain amount of like minutes for a lunch break or you know the things that protect employees and workers yeah, fair labor standards acts like yep. OSHA mm -hmm. yeah. for health yep. uh, safety and health um, yeah and then you have minimum wages so people yep. are at least paid a minimum yeah um so they they don't really have that there and like companies will find whichever business there will take on like for lower prices and like if you think about it like if h&m sells a t-shirt for five dollars like if you break it down into how much like the fabric costs and like the to get it here from overseas like the shipping costs the labor costs are they're not there's just not enough for anyone yeah. to like really be paid enough to make a shirt yeah i always wonder that too you see that i mean it's not like i wonder like i don't get it i'll see the price on some stuff i'm like how because i know you're making a 400 percent markup at least on mm -hmm. this even on clearance you're oh, yeah. making and a couple bucks markup. Yeah. yeah yeah i'm like i know you're making like four at least 400 percent on this and like you're gonna mark it down on clearance and you're probably still making a profit on clearance and how did it get here and how are you paying these people to be in the store and how are you paying the people that mm -hmm. made it yeah, and how are you keeping the lights on and, 
how much of this garbage clothing and that's why they come out with so much cheap clothing constantly because they sell a ton of it in any even though it's so super cheap but they sell a ton of it to keep the lights on and then they're just making it and making it and making it and all that stuff just ends up in the trash mm-hmm. yeah and they like convince you that you need a new whatever it is yeah. every two weeks then it's out of style and so you yeah. don't want to be out of style after after two weeks and so you know you must buy the next best new thing so, so you saw this documentary and it was about this faculty, this facility, factory mm-hmm. crashing or falling it's apart. About, it's, about that. it's about like a lot more than that, like about like, the pollution and like mm-hmm. the, just the, the conditions. Impact. Yeah. yeah. I do happen to know that fast fashion, I, from what I understand, fast fashion is the number one um irritant is that a word like the number one devastation yeah polluter yeah Yeah, like it's worse than anything else we do to the Mm. planet it's more than cars it's more than animal factory farming um which i think is number two um but yeah is it oil yeah i know but i know fashion is number one because there's just so much being turned out and turn and then i know high-end designers Mm -hmm. burn clothes what Every that, season they come out with like whole new lines of clothing uh-huh. and what they don't sell, they burn it mm-hmm. because well, they, they, don't want, they don't want to flood the market with the cheap stuff. Let, yeah. Let me explain why. It's because yes, they, don't want it, they don't want it to end up in Goodwill or like TJ Maxx or somewhere like, so TJ Maxx and places like that usually get like the trickle down how they used to be is they would get like the trickle down items from mm-hmm. um, the designers and department stores that like the oversell. And so uh, now those stores are just, they have their own cheap brands that they are making for it. Like Nordstrom Rack, most of that stuff is not from Nordstrom. There's like a small percentage from Nordstrom and the rest of it is just like cheapy brands that are made just for them. And they're not made very well. Yeah. A lot of them are second lines by this, like a big brand. And then they make like a cheaper version for Nordstrom Rack. Um, the quality is not as good. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, brands b- will burn things because they don't want it to be like a watered down version they don't want people to be able to access it. They would rather literally burn their clothes than let people wear them that like Neat. don't deserve yeah. them. Isn't that wow. wild? Like rather than wild. let it thin out the market or the demand, the supply and the demand or, or less like, than less. Yeah. Make less. There you go. Maybe just don't make that much clothing. Um so ethical and um environmental and sustainable. Am I missing anything there? <laughs> I think you, I think you hit a bunch of the key words. That's awesome. And you started this blog and you started Poshmark back in 2012, 13. Yeah. So between, yeah, let's, let's take it like, let's uh, pick up from you selling and buying off of Poshmark and then seeing this documentary and then what? Um, and then, well, I mean, it's like, it, it wasn't like necessarily like a, a switch, you know, it's sort of, like you, you become aware and then you're like, huh, like maybe I shouldn't buy that thing or maybe, maybe I could buy it somewhere else. But then it's like, well, but I really need it. So like I can buy it from, you know, Zara or whatever, if like I've thought about it and I know I want it and I know I need it. Like, so I started, like, I would still buy at places that like weren't ethical, you know, in terms of how they made things, but like, are you finding out the, uh, with the ethical part, are you finding out about that? Like, through research so, through well, yeah i would do research but the main thing i would do is that 
I mean, a lot of these businesses don't want you to know stuff. And so they don't yeah. put it on their website. Most brands that do things the right way will talk about that on their website. They'll be proud to show like, we make everything here. Like, here's who makes it. Yeah. Tell us, like, here's well, it's kind of like, a, I think of Patagonia because like, yeah. I heard that they, you know, they have a recycle program too. Like if you are no longer using their clothes, like give, you know, return it back to them or give it back to them so they can recycle and reuse and, you know, re, re yeah. like repurpose it. Yeah, I just heard a cool thing about them in the news where they're not going to be making um, like custom, they used to make like custom um, like fleece for investment bankers and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And um, they were finding that, that those had like a much shorter lifespan, like you only would wear it when you work at a place. And then people weren't buying it at a thrift store because it was like, said, you know. It had the investor, the company logo or something. Embroidery. Mm -hmm. so, so I don't know. Like, I wear a lot of things that are embroidered with other company names. <laughs> Um, yeah, they're like really dedicated to sustainability. They're really yeah. one of the first like sustainable companies. And they're very transparent really about it. Yeah. And they're very transparent about like some of the, if they've um, made an error or, you know, or whatnot, they'll like kind of uh, own up to it mm -hmm. and then talk about how to, you know, how they're correcting. Yes, exactly. So what I've been doing the last, I don't know how many years is I will email the company. Which oh. sometimes takes a while to get a person. Um, who actually can answer your questions. Usually if they don't answer your questions, that's because they don't want you to know what the deal is. Mm -hmm. um, so it does take time. Um, there's a website called uh, Fashion Revolution and they have a bunch of like, they have templates and things you can like just copy paste. So you can send it to whatever brand it is. So you don't really have to put in that much effort. Um, what kind of questions I do you usually ask? Like maybe like if you can share like the top three questions that someone would benefit from asking if they're um, really into interested in doing the research behind companies yeah like, um, I'm like, i mean hello dear sirs and madams could you please <laughs> tell me how much you're paying your workers and where exactly they are working so i start out with more general questions okay. oh okay uh, I was gonna say, please describe the working I conditions like, and i just like dive right in well, like, do they I, have I, time to eat yeah do they usually that's one of my things I start with like, are you aware of the working conditions or can you tell me about them? Can you tell me about the people um, or just like who makes your clothes or where are they made? Or do you check the um, the factories? Like, do you have communication with them? Cause like a lot of times it's like a very distant, like there's, they go through like several people, um, but good companies or companies that like know what they're doing will have direct contacts with the companies. So, or they'll go there and they'll check it out. I don't know about yeah. COVID if they're really able to do that. Well. But, um, a lot of companies will go and they'll check out the factory. They'll oversee like how things are being made or they'll be making them right there. Um, they can tell you like what kind of materials they use and what kind, what their environmental impact is um, or if they're making any efforts towards like being more environmentally friendly. But you have to watch out for greenwashing, which is oh, a, what's that? A, whole, a whole thing. Um, <laughs> so companies like, H&M, who I mentioned before, they will do, they will make like an eco-conscious line and they'll make like a couple of items that are made with organic cotton, for example, um, to sort of make you think that they're not a horrible company destroying the planet. Um, and they'll also do things like I've seen, they have recycling like stations in their, um, in their stores where you can bring in clothes to be recycled, which sounds awesome, but 
they give you like a discount to buy more stuff when you go. And they also require you to go in the store to do it. And so it just encourages you to buy more. I'm also not entirely sure what happens with the recycled stuff. So asking about stuff like that, that would be a good question. Like, can you tell me like exactly what happens to these things? Yeah. Um, brands will be like, oh, we are, they'll, they'll use words like eco-friendly or like environmentally friendly or sustainable, but like, what does it mean? Like usually on their about page, it'll say what exactly they mean by it. But if they just have the buzzwords, but they don't actually have the substance, you know, it's important to ask questions. Yeah, I think when I think of going to the factories and knowing what your clothing is made out of, I think of like Sarah Blakely. I was just going to mention her because her her masterclass, she talks about how she travels to China and she looks at the, you know, she walks through the factories that back in the day when she was mm -hmm. making it here, she was standing in those warehouses working with those hosiery guys and like no this elastic won't work i need Mm -hmm. something different and you know she was in there kind of having her hands on it and making it locally so to speak i'm sure now she's so big maybe some of it is overseas but um yeah i just think of people like her who are kind of really putting in the legwork and doing things the right way versus these big companies that just like you said i imagine there's an operations director of sorts that's like the one who's managing the managers who are then managing the little people actually putting clothes together in those dark nasty Mm -hmm. rooms or at least that's how I imagine them yeah yeah um Um, is there another so you you mentioned the true cost documentary are there other documentaries I'm super curious I like documentaries and I'm just curious if there's like another one you'd recommend on fashion i'm better with food i'm better with food documentaries i have lots of food documentaries (laughs) gosh i can't remember the name um but there's one where they have these three and i don't know if it's where you can find it i saw it a while ago but it's like these three um they start off as like these entitled like influencer type early 20s um kids from like the uk maybe um, they were from all over, but they sent them to these places where there's garment factories. Um, and they got to like live with the people, the garment workers and mm-hmm. experience what their life was. And it was so interesting to like watch how their perspectives totally changed once they like got to live the life and they saw like the living conditions, like the travel conditions, the working conditions, how they had to work like much harder than they ever had, how they didn't get breaks when they wanted to. Um, and the amount of money that they made was like insulting. Um, I mean, it's not a livable wage. Like what you want is from to be paying like, not just like minimum wage, but living wage. How much does it actually cost to live wherever it is? Yeah. Asking the companies, either workers, that's another thing. Wait, say that last part again. Asking companies how much they pay their workers and Mm -hmm, is it a mm -hmm. living wage? Yeah. So, I really appreciate what you're doing at the level that you're doing it at and spreading awareness and education. And I do want to spend some time talking about what tips you would recommend for people to kind of do uh, what they can, because you mentioned, you know, that we can contribute and help and improve the situation with small changes throughout our life. But for a second, can we talk a little bit about what's happening at the big picture level? And the the True Cost documentary came out around 2015. Mm-hmm. And so from a bigger perspective or a big picture level, um, how, how have things, I hope things have changed a little bit or, you know, what kinds of things have happened since 2015 that you might, you know, be able to share with us that might um, 
make today a little bit better? Have things gotten better? I think there's more awareness in like the consumer. Mm -hmm. um, and secondhand fashion is being more normalized. Um, there's tons of apps now, not just Poshmark, that people can buy and sell um, fashion. And so buying new isn't like is appealing. Thrift stores are really huge. Um, are there things, like, are there movements happening to make change in these countries where, you know, in where these garment shops are? Is there like um, legal action or unions? policies that are, I don't know, international things that are happening? Right. Like here in the States, you think we have unions where workers mm -hmm. get together and they're like, we won't stand for this. So I'm wondering if things like that yeah. are or like educational programs to empower people in other in, in, you know, in these areas that have garment shops. That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I want to say we're getting there, but I don't think that, I mean, the problem is like, there will always be yeah. people that are trying to skirt those things. And so it like empowering the workers is definitely one thing. I know a lot of them feel like they don't have other options. And so that's why they're there. Um, you know, in, in countries like Bangladesh, uh, where the Rana Plaza collapse was, they, there's not that many options for jobs that pay you know, much. And so a lot of times they feel like they have to work there. Um, it's a slave labor situation, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So then one of the things that can combat that is educating people. And that's what you're doing through your blog and through your Instagram, empowering people that can have some, like, you know, they can take some of that power by the decisions they make on a daily basis. Yes. Every single choice we make, same with like the whole vegan thing, you know, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing. It can be one choice. Making one different choice once even does make a difference. Mm -hmm. Like deciding, like, do I really need this thing? Before you buy something, thinking about like, does it go with multiple things in my closet? Will I wear it more than once? You know, does it, does it serve many purposes? Does it bring me joy? Do I actually like it? Does it fit me? Can I get it tailored if it doesn't fit me? And will I actually do that? Um, just thinking about like, if it actually fits into your life, rather than like, oh, I want it and I need it. I've got to get it right now. Even just like if you're, if you're shopping online, putting it in your cart and then like waiting a couple of days, sometimes you'll even get a coupon code from places. It's totally me. You I'm like, that? I literally, so I don't shop for clothes very often because I kind of just, A, don't love shopping. B, don't like spending money um, <laughs> on clothing. Like I just, I used to spend a ton of money on clothing. Like I think I used to go out and spend a couple hundred bucks every couple of months and just buy more clothes. Cause like, again, like you said, that was just what was in your face. It was like, that's what I did. And I was young and I lived in the burbs and that's just kind of what everybody fucking does. And you just go shopping totally. and you're unhappy with your fucking life. And you think buying another pair of boots and another pair of jeans and one more sweater is going to make me feel better. And that high is really temporary. And I'll just keep filling up my clothes totally. or my closet with clothes. And then I'll give more and more bags away to the Goodwill when I can't fit any more in there. And like that was a very common occurrence. And I still have a lot of people in my life who do that. No shame, like no shade. Oh, yeah. Do you? I mean, but I mean, there was a there was a very obvious point where I was like, this doesn't make me happy. Like buying clothing isn't exciting right. for me. So mm -hmm. I very rarely will buy clothes these days, but I'll go out and I'll spend like a few hundred bucks and I'll just like kind of refill with, like you said, some pieces that are staples and then I can wear with different things. And maybe I can get away with wearing like even like a plain but well-cut t-shirt under like a casual mm -hmm. blazer at the office. But I can also just totally. throw that on to go to the grocery store with jeans or shorts or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. So I did put a ton of stuff in my online cart 
the other day from Express, not like the best or most sustainable fashion, but I was like, I just need some basic pieces. So I put a bunch of things in my cart. I literally put like 15 things in there and I just waited. And then I came back and I got it down to like eight. Nice job. That's awesome. I think one, I ended up buying one dress, but I bought it in two sizes. So even one of those things I'm going to end up taking back because I just didn't know which one I wanted. Mm -hmm. I, so Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. I was going to say, if you, if you wait, then it's sort of like the impulsivity piece Mm -hmm. is taken away. And then if you are still thinking about the thing, like a lot of times, like you put it in your cart and you'll forget about it for days, which actually is why they send you emails and try to get you to come back. So you forgot something. Yeah. They're like, you (laughs) forgot this. Don't forget to get it. 70 other people have it in their cart right now. I know Etsy does that. I'm like, I don't care. I, when I, I actually, it, I'll buy it. When I actually put all this stuff in my cart, there were like three pieces that had been in there from probably a month ago. And I was like, oh, get rid of all of that. Remove, remove, <laughs> remove. I think I kept one thing in there, like one shirt that I had in there. And then like, but they had like, st- like things were marked down. And I'm like, well, let's see what happens. Let's just put some things in here and come back to it a few hours later. I literally got rid of almost everything that I had impulse put in there except for the one. I was like, I need one dress for like summer events. If I'm planning on there being something happening in my life (laughs) this freaking summer and I need a dress, damn it. (laughs) Gotta put it out there and it'll happen. Exactly. The the point you make about shopping addiction is really real. Um, I mean, it, it does, it does give you a high. It registers on the same receptors that those other, the pleasure center, like gambling, Mm -hmm. drugs, alcohol, those types of things. It, It hits those same things and it knows that. That's why they try to keep you on those websites for longer. They try to entice you. They have all those pop-ups and like, oh, but did you know we're having a sale and all those things. What about another 10% off? Yeah. And people who viewed this item also viewed this item. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are wild. Yeah. Amazon does that. It's like someone bought this. So you might also like these 20 other things that have nothing to do with that. (laughs) How funny. And it works a lot of the time. Yeah. I've never been much of an online shopper when it comes to clothes. Miley's so good about thrifting. I'm very, and you know, now I, I, I always, I always play it off as like, I'm cool when people tease me about shopping at Goodwill, but like I grew up with Goodwill and I grew up yard sale shopping and a lot of my clothes, like I buy clothes, like I've always had a, I, I'm going to give myself kudos. I'm going to say like, I've always had a good habit of always, uh, buying clothes that I feel I'm going to wear for years, like yeah. moving forward i'm not much of a person who trendy, like i'm not very trendy, trendy because i know if i buy something trendy it's only it's going to be out of style in like a couple months and then it's for me it's a waste of money and time yeah. and so i like to buy things that i know i'm going to wear for for a long time that i'm going to get multiple uses out of um unless you know there's sometimes there's going to be that one piece i remember that you know in high school i was homecoming queen and there was this beautiful dress at the mall it was like the only dress like i ever bought new when i was in high school but i was like you know it's it's a splurge like you said that you know jessica like there there sometimes it just it does trigger that pleasure area but you know it's very i'm very particular of when i spend money on clothes that you know on new clothes actually because like i'm all into the whole um you know um 50 off saturdays at goodwill and dollar dollar thursdays at goodwill Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i'm i am admittedly terrible about thrift shopping because i don't have a high patience for shopping that's that's the thing yeah i really struggle with it no Mm -hmm. 
it's definitely like you enjoy it or you don't. Yeah, and well, it's because yeah. I have people like Miley and Shireen who, if anybody's listening to the podcast, you hear me talk about Shireen and she was on our Best Friends episode. I have people around like her who will be like, can we please go to the Goodwill? Like if we're traveling yeah. somewhere and she'll want to go to like a new city's Goodwill or oh, she'll, totally. go, she'll like send me a snap of like, she's like, I went to the Goodwill today. Check out all these things I got. And she'll mm-hmm. have like six pieces from the Goodwill because she's so good at it and yeah. so patient about it. And I walk in and I look at like one rack and I'm like, this is the worst. I have to get out of here. I'm like overwhelmed. I shut down. <laughs> it's so overwhelming. And you yeah, can't try not... anything on anymore. But uh, yeah. But I never usually. I, I actually don't really go shopping unless I know I need something. Like right now, like I'm really into Same. like uh or, you know workout pants with pockets. And so on you know on fifty percent off Saturdays or dollar Thursdays, those are the days where I'm like, okay, I'll go you know just peruse the one rack with you know workout pants to see if there's any with pockets right. and then if i don't see anything i leave so because i also don't really have patience for sitting you know standing around and looking at racks for hours i go in i look at what i need if they don't have it i walk out i don't like the the overhead fluorescent lighting and it always smells like a basement well it is used clothing in there so i mean some of the clothes probably came from a basement yeah i just get a little triggered by all of the sensory things and i'm like i have to go i'm itchy so for the it definitely has a specific scent i'll give it that um, <laughs> every single one like how same scent that? though every single one has the same i know yeah. yeah for people that get overwhelmed with thrift shops what i do recommend is going online because on oh. websites like poshmark or ebay um, or Mercari or any of those websites, Depop, um, you can search keywords. Like you can just type in, like it does require knowing what you're looking for. So okay. there's a little bit of that. Um, you can just browse though. They have like the endless scrolling going on. on most and you can probably just browse by oh. sizes or mm-hmm. colors or mm-hmm. cuts or styles like t-shirts or pants or blah, blah, blah. I think my fear with, you... my fear with online is yeah. just that it won't fit. And then I have to deal with like returning. So they don't allow returns on most of those websites. Oh, right? okay. Again, to the point of like also, you have to know what you're wanting. When you return on other websites, it doesn't always actually go back to the store. Like Amazon, if you return something, it doesn't go back to Amazon. It goes to like a processing center where it goes on pallets and then gets sold to people. Um, oh. oh. Or it goes to the trash, mostly. Goes I was going to gonna trash. say trash, I bet. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So wasteful. So wasteful. Um, so yeah, if you, for example, Mandy, if you were to like, look up all the so one of the things you got at express like the dress whatever the style name or describe the style you type that into poshmark and someone could be selling the exact same dress new or used tons of new stuff on there um for less money so it's worth checking out when you know you want something like really specific you can look for the exact same thing on secondhand websites dude i need to do that i need to get better about that so you just listed a few of those can you relist them real quick for our listeners so we have poshmark Mm-hmm. Um, then there's Mercari. Mercari? Uh, M-E-R-C-A-R-I. Um, that's an app also. I think they have a website. Um, eBay. Um, Facebook about, Marketplace. Um, yeah, Marketplace. Uh, uh, Offer Up. I've seen some clothing on Offer Up. You know, I mean. What was the other one? There was one that started with a D? Oh, yeah. Depop. Um, I feel like that one's more popular in other places, like other countries, but I know that it exists here. Oh, there's also, um, what about a Thread Up or a Thread or... Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Thread up's a lot harder to search for some uh, reason. Like it's mm. not it because it's um with thread up you send your stuff into them. You it's not individual people selling it. So there's advantages to that, but there's disadvantages. Like it's like all done like in mass, and so there's not you can't you can't 
look for rainbow things on there. You can't type in the word rainbow and there's no option for color that's rainbow. And so I can't ever find what I want. Oh man. Um, <laughs> but that doesn't mean other people won't find what they want. Um, I bought tons of stuff on there. I've sold tons of stuff on there. Um, every one of those websites and apps operates just a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a guide on my blog about how to use Poshmark. Um, oh, cool. Guides up for other yeah, I was just about to kind of redirect our conversation to your blog. Can you tell us a little bit about your blog and what kind of information you have on your blog for our listeners? Sure. Um, I will say I don't post much on there as much as I should. Um, I started it a few years ago, and then after I had my daughter, I didn't post as much. But I did. I, I do have a few blog posts about um, like different brands that sell colorful, ethical, and sustainable um, women's fashion, um, accessories and stuff like that is another post. And then- Yeah, I saw a post on handbags. Yeah, handbags. Um, And then a whole post on baby slash kids clothes that are uh, made by ethical or sustainable brands. And then your newest post is about um, like designing a nursery? Oh yeah. Um, My daughter's like two and a half and it got me, took me a long time to get that post up, but- yeah, um, all of the stuff in her nursery um, was bought secondhand. So you don't have to oh. buy furniture like brand new either. But you can pretty much find anything used. There's so much oh, yeah. stuff that exists in this world. We don't need to make new versions of exactly. it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we don't need to be shaming people either for buying secondhand. Because, like, you know, I, maybe, it, you maybe it's she not makes, like, like maybe this is a trigger for me. I don't know. I didn't realize it was a trigger for me. But, you know, sometimes people tease me about secondhand stuff. And I'm like, like, I would say 90% of my closet is yard sales or, you know, um, you know, a lot of my friends at work, yeah. when they clean out their closet, they just give me their bags of clothes that they don't want. And then I get to pick from that. And then I hand what I don't want to my cousin. And then it just goes on and on. And we just hand each other bags. And so, you know, like 90% of my closet is like, if it's something that has never been worn, it was probably given to me by someone like, a, you know, as a gift. Uh, mm-hmm. or like, I really, really loved it and I bought it, but I, I have to really, really love it before I'll spend money on something new. Like I used to be the person giving away clothes with tags. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like I would buy things cause I was like, I like this. I think I'm going to make it work and get it home. And I'm like, this isn't me. And I would never wear it. And it would sit in my closet for an entire season. And I ended up donating it or giving it to a friend. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, it, it's so funny that you say that Miley, because I, I feel like me and like the circle that I'm in, like we're all so proud of buying secondhand that it's almost like people get shamed for not buying secondhand. Oh, shoot. I'm joining <laughs> your circle. Backwards. I love so, that. Jessica's crew's like, oh, you bought that new? <laughs> I love it. No, we're just all like, okay, like you don't even have to ask me. And I'll be like, I got this at Goodwill for $5, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no one's that's, asking. But that's totally like, how Shireen is. And you, yeah. no, that's how I am too. Yeah. <laughs> Miley's like, it was free. Oh my gosh. When I found out that Shireen wanted to go to the Goodwill when we were in Austin, Texas, it was a, it was, it was a, a, a new level of bonding with her. I was like, what? You love the Goodwill? Me too. We're going. And then it was two against one. Well, yeah. you weren't, you weren't was... against it. It was just like, I don't care what you, you, you have like, whatever your vote is, it doesn't matter because there's two of us that yeah, want like, that cool. wants to go I'm to Goodwill. I was driving the rental car, so I guess I'm taking you to the Goodwill. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I love this. Yeah. And I, I played along though. I bought like two yeah. sweaters. Mm-hmm. You did. For like $7 or something. I yeah. And I was like, these are cute. These are comfy. These will do. Like, they're very basic, like gray, black pieces, things I can incorporate anywhere. And I was like, 
and they'll fit you know you know you can you know i'm a grown-up i know my size like i know if something's not gonna work i know my cut by now if you don't know the clothes like how clothes fit you and certain clothes like certain cuts of clothing that fit you then maybe mm -hmm. goodwill is going to be a little more challenging for you but if you know some basic styles yeah. and like sizes and you can hold it up and you know what shape looks good on you then you're gonna have an easier time right Oh, I was going to say with, um, with fit for shopping online, like knowing your size in a specific brand can be helpful. Um, but if it's been worn, it's really important to know, to ask for measurements and most yeah. sellers have them in the, in their descriptions. And if they don't just ask them, if they're not willing to give you measurements, move on. You know, I mean, a size um, eight booty could have been wearing those size six pants for a year and they might not fit well, like your usual size six. Yeah. And I mean, it's you <laughs> or vice versa. Because they get shrunk. Oh, yeah. they go I was just going to say, or vice they... versa, and it's smaller because of the mm -hmm. washing. That makes sense, too. I don't yeah, shrink Yeah, or it could be either. And so, or like a strap could be stretched out or whatever. Mm -hmm. So just like asking for lots of pictures. Most yeah. sellers that have been on there a while know to do that. Post pictures, measurements. Um, Buttons, holes, stains, etc. And just know, okay, I can resell it if it doesn't fit me. You know, that's, they make it really easy to do that on those apps now. To resell clothing? Mm -hmm. to resell stuff that you bought from someone that doesn't work for you oh that's so it cool. like uploads like the same photos and everything oh and then cool it it's a, a new feature on there it, t it tells you like who it's from because for a while people were getting mad that people were stealing each other's pictures from the listing <gasps> to like resell it without that's sustainability now, like, that's reusing that's the reusing of repurposing the... your yeah. pictures <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's so sustainable i don't even need to take more photos <laughs> i love that mm -hmm. That's funny. That it's kind of funny to me on a side note that people would be mad that you were reusing yeah. the pictures. If it's the same fucking piece of clothing, just get I mean, over yourself. Well, some people use like photos of themselves. And oh. so like, oh. okay, that's kind of weird. Have, like your face in it. Or I mean, the thing is like, if it's changed hands and like something has happened to it, or it's been worn or whatever, like you should probably take updated pictures. Okay. I mean, if you're selling on there, I really recommend taking your own pictures, even if you bought it and you want to resell it immediately, just because it will probably sell faster that way. Yeah. These are all great points and things I never would have thought of because I'm just not well-versed in this world. It's, I love it. It's just about becoming aware and then figuring out what you can do, like what works for you. And then going from there, it doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be like a, well, now I only buy like things from super sustainable brands. It's about like buying less really, like yeah. thinking about before you make them, like, do I, do I actually want this? Like yeah. even just like basic, like, or is it just like a pretty shiny object or how am I feeling right now? Like doing like a, a mood self check-in, like, am mm -hmm. I, maybe I like doing halt, like hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Am I one of those things instead? <laughs> maybe I need to just take care of myself. And then, then I can go back to that website or that store and see if I really want the thing. That's such a great point to make. I love halt. It's one of my favorite acronyms. And mm -hmm. I always think of, um, uh, like a therapist, somebody I heard online once say like, what am I sourcing externally to like, give me some sort of internal validation, safety or security? Am I doing these things outside of me to try to like fill some hole? Don't go shopping. No, no. Right. <laughs> um, like so that. as far as sus ra sustainable rainbow goes, we've covered fashion. You've touched a little bit on food. I know that veganism has a huge impact on sustainability um, in lots and lots yeah. of ways um mm -hmm. were you vegan before you started this sustainable clothing thing or did you find that 
after? Um, well, I, so I've only been vegan for like three and a half years. So, okay. um, it, I guess, I mean, I probably started the blog around the same time that I started, um, eating vegan, but okay. that was also like a progression. Like I, I watched some of the documentaries, you know, and then I was on veganism and I was like, okay, never eating meat again or whatever. And then that lasted like three or four days. And then <laughs> like years later, I watched them again. And then, um, for like health reasons, I was like, let me give this a try. And with that, I was like, I'll just do like small things or whatever, but it ended up being easier for me personally to do like a cold Turkey situation. Cause like with dairy, I couldn't eat it anyway. And so I was like, let me just try it. And that was three and a half years ago. Um, and nice. luckily we live somewhere where there's so many vegan options. I feel really lucky because I don't is, know how yeah. to do this. Is your husband vegan too? He doesn't eat dairy for dietary, like, like doesn't agree with him. Um, so he makes mostly vegan food for us, but he is not vegan. No. One of my friends, one of my friends recently posted <laughs> her husband when they met, he was not vegan. He was veg curious, I would say. Um, and really recently, I mean, they got married last year and I would say somewhere around that time he decided he was like, I'm ready to be vegan. So now he is. And, um, he recently said something to her along the lines of, thanks so much for putting up with me those first couple of years. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> like he was just, cause she's been vegan for a really long yeah. time. And he was like, thanks for putting up with me for those first few years. And I mean, I don't, she doesn't look at it. Like I put up with him or like mm -hmm. I'm trying to change him. That was not her mm -hmm. MO, yeah. but he, he, it just says his very cute way of saying like, thank you for putting up with me all those Being years. Being patient with me. And he said, I, I think vegans should only date omnivores that way they can be exposed can and cured of their carnivorous ways, <laughs> which That's I thought really was funny. That's super was just, cute. It's just really cute. Like the phrasing of the whole thing. Um, do you have any other tips or tricks for like sustainability? Is there anything else since mm -hmm. we're, I know this episode's going to air in May, but we just, mm -hmm. you know, exited earth day. So are there any other like, yeah, really key i know people talk about straws and we know straws are not like the fucking end all be all of plastic, plastic straw straw peaceful. Please, i mean first of all you could use a plastic straw like many times i happen right. to i bought um this thing called the final straw it's like a oh. it's a foldable one that lives on my keychain yes um, i have one that's collapsible yeah it collapses it like folds yes. up in mine's rainbow colored so i like it oh, um it's amazing <laughs> that's how they got me um but like sometimes Sometimes I don't have that and like, I'll try to make it work without one, but like, it's not the end of the world. It's about, it's about trying, you know, making a choice, trying to like bring your own bags to grocery stores. But with COVID you couldn't do that. And it was like, okay. I was bagging my like, own groceries again. Cause Sprouts would let me bring my totes in, but they wouldn't put them up on the thing and they wouldn't do it. So I'm like, fine, I'll fucking do it. Move. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, we're going to use my bags. Okay. This is happening. I'm like, I don't need any more of your paper well, and I bags. Know people that like, but when they bring their own bags in, if they forget them, then they like beat themselves up about it. And it's about right. like just being okay, like being easy on yourself. It's okay if those things happen. Like it's about little changes, like becoming more aware. Um, Single use plastic is a big deal. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It is everywhere. Um, so like if you're going to a takeout restaurant or if you're getting takeout, a lot of times they'll just throw like the silverware in there and like you can just ask them not to or like you can ask them to hold the straw or whatever it is like 
um I do like the salad yeah salad and go yeah. locally I do love that um I'll get salad and go I haven't had it in a while but like when we do get salad and go they'll say do you want plasticware do you want a bag and I'm like no 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 bags no silverware yeah. like I'm gonna go home and eat it or I keep silverware in my desk at work so like mm-hmm. I keep silverware yeah. in my desk at work I keep a reusable straw in my desk at work I have a couple of mugs mm-hmm. so I can always like mm-hmm. just have sort of things there that I don't mm-hmm. need to get even condiment packets I have like the most hilarious cabinet full of condiments i have a full-size <laughs> salt and pepper shaker i have a big ass bottle of cholula i now have a bottle nice. of buffalo sauce i have cinnamon and a small bottle of maple syrup those last two things i <laughs> i did but not know about with those six things i can make any dish better if it's not great that's true. interesting that's a really good point interesting it's quite the arrangement but i do like keep silverware and like i have a plate and i have a bowl and i have a couple of things at the office so that if there are potlucks i don't have to rely on somebody else having paper plates or plastic or heaven forbid their styrofoam my head might pop off Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm like styrofoam still exists what's even happening Potlucks at your work have vegan food i'm like stuck on that like i can't participate when they have potlucks well we don't have potlucks in the last year but because I've worked there 11 years and I've been vegan for seven. So anytime there's a potluck happening, I mean, I've worked there long enough to where I'm like, what are the vegan options? Or like people just know I won't eat certain things. So they'll make things Mm -hmm. like we've had people um, bring in like vegan ceviches. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And people will be like, oh, I made these. Yeah. Like I made these beans. They're totally vegan. Didn't put any dairy or anything. Yeah. They'll make two. Like Like, one for the people who are not vegan and then one for Amanda. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. (laughs) Because, well, also a lot of times there's a bunch of vegetarians hanging around. So I get lucky on the vegetarian coattails. Um, And then there will be like things I can put together. Like if we do nacho bars, I just skip the meat, skip the cheese, and then I have all the other stuff. Or, um, yeah, if ever there's food around that I can partake in, I always bring my own plate. That's one of my favorite tips. Mm-hmm. Um, paper towels. I like decided mm-hmm. a couple of years ago I would just like stop buying them, which we buy like one roll every so often now because um, mm-hmm. we have cats. So we've got to clean stuff up. Um, <laughs> but like things like that we I was using a lot of, I like I was going through so many of those. And then I was like, I bought like a roll, I think I saw it on Shark Tank, of like reusable paper towels where you could wash oh. them. Um, and so I, I ended up using those for like a year, but then the like they wear out after a while. And then I was like, yeah. well, I have a ton of hand towels, like just random cheap, like ball game giveaway ones. Mm. And then like whatever I've accumulated over the years or my husband has accumulated over the years. And so we use those for the most part now. Um, yeah. And like, we just don't need as many things. Like we use cloth napkins. My mother-in-law made us a bunch of those and sent them to us, which was really nice of her. Um, th- like paper goods and stuff, like, you don't need as much as you think you do. There's also like, they make um, silicone reusable bags instead of Ziploc bags. Like we don't really use Ziploc bags anymore. Yeah. Um, Stasher. I know Stasher is a brand. Yeah, Stasher. Like start where it makes sense for you. Like tiny, tiny choices all add up. Like I hear all the time, like, well, what's like just me doing something going to do? Or like, if I do this, like, what does it matter? Everyone else is doing what? Okay, but you can do one thing. Mm-hmm. one small thing they all add up i promise yeah they do it's i mean this is like anything else right it's like workouts like working out 10 yeah. minutes a day is better than working out no minutes yeah. a day those 10 right. minutes add up yeah yeah 
I love that. So you mentioned um, Ren is two and a half. And mm-hmm. how long have you been married to your hubby? Um, uh, five years. Okay. Wow. That was a fun test. <laughs> <laughs> what year is it? We were married in 2015. So. Don't worry. He's probably not going to listen to this. Uh- <laughs> how did you meet him? Yeah, we don't talk about this often, but Miley and I are single. <laughs> so, so we're looking for tips to get a husband. Yeah. What are your tips and tricks for finding a good man? Um, I got really lucky. Um, so we we both went to U of A for undergrad and we bear knew down. each other there. You, said, you, yeah. bear down. Bear down, well, Arizona. Yeah, bear down, Arizona. <laughs> um, but we, we were just like in the same circle. We weren't like we didn't like really get to know each other in college, but, um, after college, one of our mutual friends, um, invited us out. I was, um, living in New York at the time. Cause I went to NYU for graduate school mm-hmm. and, um, I was visiting and I was hanging out with my friend and he invited his friend who was my husband. Um, and so we met up and as he told at the story at our rehearsal dinner, I quickly became the third wheel. So like me and my husband were just like hitting it off and like ignoring our <laughs> Um, so I ended up moving back after my grad school program was done and we decided to date and the rest is history. Aww. I love it. I always, I mean, like, um, I, yeah, I, I just always see on Instagram. You're like tagging your husband in all these food places around town. Cause obviously we follow all the vegan spots and I just see you like tagging. You're like, Hey, how about you bring this home later? <laughs> hey, like, you want to go to brunch at Coronado this weekend? Yeah. Brunch Saturday dinner tomorrow uh-huh. like I, uh-huh. oh. I love it yeah that's funny. I tag him on all of them and actually I mean like I used to be like a huge meat eater and so did he like at our wedding we we had um our rehearsal dinner at a barbecue restaurant and okay. we got like a whole bacon board it had like 10 different kinds of bacon on it or something and like that was us and so I'm the one that changed in the relationship like he did like we both started out omni and so I'm the one that he had to like adjust to, but he's <laughs> eaten significantly less meat since we started doing the vegan thing. So, um, again, little changes add up. We've probably saved a lot of animals since then. And probably did a little, you know, for your health, regardless mm-hmm. of like going like you yeah. did to- cold turkey. I also went cold turkey, like totally out of nowhere. I red meat was something I haven't eaten since the nineties. Like I was a teenager and I just, I'm such a brat, like on a whim, I was like, I'm just going to give up red meat this year. That was my new year's resolution. <laughs> like who fucking does that? I don't know. I did. I was like, I'm going to do this. And so I did. And then I really, I really, I just describe myself as a brat because so many people <laughs> asked me about it that that whole year I was like, I don't know. It's just a thing. Like I'm doing it and I don't really care and I don't really miss it. And I just learned other ways to make dishes I had previously enjoyed, like other versions of tacos, other versions of this mm-hmm. and that. And then yeah. I'm just, I'm just a total brat. And I decided not to eat red meat anymore, almost out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever it takes. Hey, Swear. yeah. It doesn't matter if you did it out of spite it or was, not. It was, oh my gosh, I don't even know what year it is. I, it was like 17 years later that I stopped eating all, that I went vegan. Like I literally just didn't eat red meat anymore, almost out of spite. And then it just went so long that I didn't, it does, it doesn't appeal to you after a while. And you probably right. understand that. Like it just doesn't appeal to you at all. You're like, Oh, oh no, not doing that. Um, so yeah, I've think... started to like become more sensitive to the smell of it. Like I didn't even realize it until like sometimes if my husband will cook it, I'm like, Whoa, that smells like really strong. 
didn't realize yeah. that. That happens to me when I go to my mom's. I'm like, ooh. How um <laughs> how or how do you how do you raise Ren with the like with eating stuff? She's vegan. Oh, okay. Um, cool. My husband's on board with that for now. I mean, like, she obviously like will have a choice whenever she's old enough to understand. Um, but we try to just teach her about, you know, loving animals and caring for them. And we have two cats, so she gets to interact with animals. Mm-hmm. Um, I do really want to take her to some of the animal sanctuaries around the city. I know there's a bunch. Oh, yeah, there's like a horse sanctuary called. Um... Oh, I'm we forgetting have the place. Piggy's Rescue. We have um, mm-hmm. Amy's. There's quite a mm-hmm. few that are pretty popular. That's wonderful. When they start opening back up again, I don't know that they're all open. They might be open by appointments now. Yeah. I mean, you're outside yeah, hugging animals. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's too COVID risky if you're outside just hugging cows. Yeah, no, I <laughs> the wait list to go to one of them was like, it's like it wasn't until July. And I'm like, it sounds wow. like it might be really outside if I do that then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but yeah, I'm definitely interested in going to those places and exploring it so she can like understand more. And then, I mean, whatever she chooses. Yeah, that's to wonderful. Do, like, old enough to understand. Yeah, it's something I think that shocks a lot of people is when you're like raising babies vegan, they're like, mm-hmm. what? I feel like I'm more conscious of like making sure she gets all the right nutrients mm. than I would be vegan. Like now that I'm like aware of this, like, I mean, she gets plenty of protein and vegetables and there's still some days when all she wants to eat is bomba or, you know, like <laughs> random, like a banana or crackers. She's two. So it's funny. Um, the people that are surprised their kids are like eating goldfish all day and you're like, mm. not that nutritious. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, it was such a pleasure to have you on our episode. Do you have any uh, last comments about sustainability, about veganism? Anything. Anything. Yeah. Um, just know that even at, like whatever you can do does make an impact. And so like one, per- just like every vote matters, every choice matters. And you vote with your dollar when you shop. Oh, so yes. Thinking about like where you want to spend your money that reflects your values. It's really what I want to encourage everyone to do. Thank you so much for having no, me on. That's such an incredible message. And message. it's a great reminder. Thank you that, so I do much. That with food, like it's a big reason people ask why I don't eat eggs. It's a big reason I don't because I don't believe in the industry and want to support how they treat their mm-hmm. human animals. Um, and I need to really think more about that when I think about fashion. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Do yeah you... and I'm happy to show you how to and stuff if you need help later well, or or check out your blog yeah or you can check out my blog yeah and your blog is what's the website um, sustainable rainbow.com um, and, and then my uh-huh. my poshmark closet is lula 44 i need it after my cat <laughs> that was awesome and then where can our, where can our listeners find you on instagram uh at sustainable rainbow any other social media accounts no, that really they can bad. no you're not really bad you're awesome you're incredible don't think that you are amazing you're educating and empowering our community and so um and making a, a lifelong difference in that so yes. thank you thanks for the dating tips i need to get a friend with hot single friends that's, yeah and then can where, i come along that's where i've really discovered i guess i'm lacking is like friends friends with, with hot friends, friends. <laughs> and we need friends we, we need to make friends with people who have hot single friends <sighs> Okay. Goodness. Good. No All way. right. Yeah.
Well, have a wonderful night, Jessica. Thank you so much for spending time with us and our listeners. We look forward to having you back. That was a lot of fun. I uh, really liked learning a little bit more about the sustainability part, especially with the the garment factories. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you hear bits and pieces along the way, but sometimes you don't really get to spend quality time talking about it and learning about it. And I really liked her overall message of like, one person can do one thing. And even if it's just one thing, it might not be one thing every day or not even like one thing every week. But even if you just do one thing, you can still cause a positive ripple effect. Absolutely. I uh, I mean, we've all seen the movie Zoolander. Oh, and yeah. We know how corrupt the fashion industry really is because that movie really highlighted it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you always hear about slave labor mm-hmm. and being pennies paid an hour. And I mean, slave shops, you know, the dollar is different. Sweatshops in different countries. And I don't pretend to know anything about their economies and fair wages in other countries but i i really appreciate getting documentaries and resources and um being pointed in the direction to educate myself and hopefully other people do too um and doing one little thing here and there it's funny how it adds up because like you know you think like gosh i could live so much more sustainably and then it's like you know I do a pretty damn good job. So give yourself credit because you're probably doing more than you even notice. I think that's great to remember that too. Thanks. Uh, Where can our listeners find us? They can find us um, at my condo at least once a week recording (laughs) this podcast. (laughs) Please don't find us. Um, <laughs> online, Instagram at the main dish podcast on Facebook at the main dish pod and on Twitter at the main dish pod. I went on a little, uh, Twitter spree the other day and just posted a whole bunch of random shit. Just decided I was going to start posting funny shit and see if anything popped and nothing <laughs> has. So whatever. I don't care. Nothing works on Twitter. I hate you. <laughs> well, when you find us on Twitter or Instagram, please leave us a comment or feedback or let us know what you think about our episodes so you know how people run instagram contests to like get followers and Mm -hmm. likes and attention and bump them Uh up in the algorithm i wonder if people do twitter contests maybe i'm not on twitter enough to do anything to care about that everyone's on twitter yet no one's on twitter i don't understand it (laughs) me neither i don't i don't know i don't get it and i'm i don't care instagram it's where we're most active and post pictures of our random debaucheries so yeah for sure with come our shenanigans come mm-hmm. all I'm right Insta. well thanks for joining us this week and we look forward to chatting with you again next week love you love you too